Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Talking taxes at 712 this morning. You've heard the debate about whether certain capital gains ought to be taxed. Perhaps you think you're being treated unfairly. Well, if the very definition of capital gains itself even eludes you, you'll benefit from today's tax tip. Let's talk capital gains. I'm Daria Albinger with today's tax tip. We're going to make this one pretty simple. Capital gains are gains taxed on assets that you bought low and sold high. ABC News contributor Caleb Silver, editor-in-chief at Investopedia, says that can include investments, but it isn't limited to them. You made a profit on turning over an asset, whether that's a stock, a piece of art, a wine collection, or a home, you are subject to those gains. And it depends how long you've held that asset and on your income level. In fact, the first time that many people pay capital gains is when they sell a house for more money than they paid to purchase it. If you're still confused... That's understandable. This can be complicated, and it's a case where a tax prep professional can help you. You can find more information on capital gains and how they're taxed on the IRS website at irs.gov or on the IRS app, IRS2Go. With today's tax tip, I'm Daria Albinger, ABC News. Tax tips brought to you by the Neal Group. For less stress with the IRS, visit neilgroup.net. That's N-E-A-L group.net for a free consultation. This deal is getting worse all the time. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers confirmed his intentions to play for the New York Jets on Wednesday during his appearance on the Pat McAfee Show. Now it's all up to the two sides to work out a trade for the four-time MVP. The biggest question, though, remains, what does that potential deal look like? The thought right now is that, you know, the Jets, are going to have to give up a first this year and a conditional pick next year. That, that That's not for sure. That's just right now kind of the numbers we're playing with. What, what we're hearing, uh, that could change. Um, and look, what Aaron did say yesterday about the Packers holding it up was, is true. That was ESPN's Diana Russini, who joined Jen, Gabe, and Chewy on Thursday over on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee to discuss the biggest storyline in the NFL offseason. Now, with the NFL draft looming, the big question also remains, who has the most pressure on them to strike a deal? Look, Rodgers has been a complete pain in their behind for the last multiple off-seasons in a row. He has made their lives difficult, and and now it would be hard to blame them for wanting to do the same to him. But I do think there is at least some pressure on them to let the deal go through. And then there is an enormous amount of pressure on, at this point on the Jets to make this deal. ESPN's Mike Greenberg with some key points for both the Packers and the Jets. According to multiple sources, the two sides continue to negotiate in compensation. Staying with the Green Bay Packers and the NFL's former Packers tight end, Robert Tunyon has found a new home. This one just south of the border, inking a one-year deal with the Chicago Bears. Over to the NBA, where the Milwaukee Bucks were back home at Pfizer Forum and looking to keep pace in the Eastern Conference. Rebound goes to Milwaukee. Giannis with a jab, uh, jump step in the lane, goes Euro-stepping through everybody and then slashes his way all the way in for an easy layup, a seemingly easy layup. Easy for Giannis, not for the mere mortal. Here's a steal from Giannis, jumps the pass from Moore. Look out, showtime, two-hand jam going the other way, an 8-0 run from the Bucks, and Giannis onto the Kumpo. Despite that layup steal and dunk from Giannis there, it would still not be enough 
as the Indiana Pacers use a monster third quarter to take down the Bucks by a final of 139 to 123. The Greek Freak led the way for the Bucks with 25 points and nine rebounds, but the Pacers were red hot shooting was a story of the game, knocking down 22 of their 46 three-point attempts. And after the game, head coach Mike Budenholzer on his team's defensive struggles on the loss. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Um, I thought we lost shooters too much. I think that's, you know, probably, you know, the thing we'll look at the film a little bit and, you know, just, I think, too much help on penetration um, and, uh, you know, areas where we're trying to work and get better and, you know, we'll learn from it. Next up for the Bucks is a home matchup as Toronto comes to town on Sunday evening. And finally, over to the Diamond, where the Milwaukee Brewers lose their spring training game to the Arizona Diamondbacks on Thursday by a final score of 3-2. to two. Next up for the crew is a 305 first pitch today against Texas. You can catch full coverage of that game right here on WTMJ. Sports is sponsored by Koal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Retire well with Koal. It's like you're going to a fish fry. Dogged reporter Jason Smith on the scene. I mean, people walking out with, I mean, like six boxes. I, I listen, I took it to go play. Is the accordion player really going to be here? That was a phenomenal experience. I felt rich. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is how rich people live. Walked into the kitchen, right? He got right to it. Like, it was no, he got started with the fries, boom. The fish fry, a Milwaukee tradition, and of course, during the Christian season of Lent, even more so, our fish fry correspondent, coveted position here at WTMJ, goes to Jason Smith. This year, we're a few of these in, and I'm interested to find out what this fish fry is about, because I've seen this place, I've bought stuff there, but I didn't honestly know they had a fish fry. They do have a fish fry, and most people don't know because they sell fish all the time like their slogan literally is it's all about the fish right it's like this is a fish market a fish market they don't sell anything but fish so people don't know that they have a fish fry but they do and but the difference is they have six or five or six different kinds of fish not just one kind not just cod so we're talking about saint paul in milwaukee's third ward at the public market right in the public market all right so how does the fish fry work so how their fish fry works is basically you just go up, you tell them, like, they actually have, you can see which kind of fish that you want. They have it behind a glass. Cool. So you go up and you choose which fish you want to select. You get the fish. It comes with fries. It comes with coleslaw. And voila. So right now for our fish fry, which we do seven days a week from open to close, we do five different kinds of fish fries on the menu. So we do grouper, catfish, walleye, perch, and cod. And then what's cool, what we're doing right now is for Lent, we brought in Alaskan halibut, which we have all the time, but we're bringing in a little bit extra and we're doing it fried. So usually we only pan sear or grill the halibut on the menu. We're doing a fish fry with halibut. It's like cod, it's white, it's flaky, except it's just, I mean, it's delicious. You can't, you can't beat it. Dang, I I did not ever think of even some of those kinds of fish for fish fry. For fish fry, that's what they do. And they actually have, especially he said during Lent season, they have extra suppliers. So they have extra trucks coming in from Boston. Yeah, they do. <laughs> some of those are good enough standalone fish, but why not throw it in the fryer? Why not? Man, and they do it big. And he said during Lent, he said, he said even though they sell fish all throughout the week, Friday is the most busiest day, sure. and especially during Lent. Um, so he said, yes, be busy, but he said, since they're in such a great setting, they try to make room for everybody, even though it does get packed. All right, so you have the video. There's one posted on the website this morning. All right, so you've been to a few of these now. Where does the St. Paul 
fish market stand as far as your rating? So St. Paul, it was great. It was different because, like, obviously I'm only used to the certain kind of fish like mm-hmm. sure. that I've been getting so far. But I would say that it is it was it was pretty good. Like, I would give it, you know, I would give it a great 8.5 out of 10. Is it wow. better than all the other ones? That Don't make been- him pick his favorite child. They're all wonderful. Because <laughs> it's all good. So that's why it's so hard because it's like, how can we be so picky about fish? Because, you know, once you... It's fish, yeah. like you know, like <laughs> some some people fish taste a little different, and they come with some different stuff. But I would say I would go to St. Paul's, and I'll take my whole family to St. Paul's. And Did you try them all? Or all I, the I didn't try. Fish? I what, didn't. What did I didn't so what, I had some tilapia. Uh, <laughs> yeah, never thought of tilapia for a fish. Me neither. Fry. Good standalone fish, yeah. but but I guess I, I guess people at St. Paul would say, why not? Why not? Tilapia is a good fish just by itself, though, right? I mean, but anything you throw in the fryer comes out better. <laughs> Absolutely, it does. <laughs> throw it in there. You have to give it a shot. Not bad. St. Like Paul's that. a cool setting in Milwaukee's public market if you've ever been. They do have, like, a seating area around there. It's real busy. A lot of stuff happening. I bet you you can take it to go as well. Mm-hmm. And then if you'd rather have, like, more of a sit-down, there's a St. Paul's up in Mequon. Same connection, same group. Um, that's a really nice restaurant. Good seafood there. Jason put together a video, as he always does, and you can find that on the website. Text the, word, yep. text the word fish to the Old National Bank talk and text line, 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. Text fish to 855-616-1620. We'll blast you to the link that has Jason's video from this story, as well as from all of the great Milwaukee fish fries he has visited this Lenten season. Time for news about your money this morning in the WTMJ Annex Wealth Management Market Update. Dow Jones Industrial Average up 372 points to 32,247. The Nasdaq closed Thursday at 11,717. That was up nearly 2.5%. And the S&P 500 up 68 points to 3,960. Get on track with investment and retirement planning. Visit AnnexWealth.com and click on the Get Started button today. Here the money. Here we go. Money talk. Speaking of which, quick update on our fundraising efforts. Eric and I are taking the polar plunge for Special Olympics Wisconsin tomorrow in Lake Michigan. A lot of others will be joining us. So I just checked our fundraising page, and thank you so much for folks who this morning even have gone on and donated to our efforts. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. If you text the word CARES, to 855-616-1620. We'll send you the link to contribute. We're still not over the $1,000 mark, Eric, but we did leapfrog a couple of other teams in our fundraising oh, efforts. Great. So we got that going for us, and top fundraiser right now is over $5,000. Wow. So with not the bad. power of our amazing fans of the program and this radio station, we'd like to at least flirt with that. Huh? Can we make <laughs> a run at it? Can we just tease? <laughs> you know, we don't have to win. And there's, I don't think Came we win run. anything. Okay. No. no. But uh, that's thank great, you. though. Thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you to folks who've been chipping in this morning. 855 616 1620. Text the word CARES and support our chili dip tomorrow. Just had the story about the AI, or not the AI, uh, artificial, no, the surveillance. What do they call that? Oh, the, the facial recognition. Facial recognition. That's yeah. it. Because uh, it, some of these stores are really suffering under the scourge of shoplifting people just walking out of the stores with a whole bunch of stuff and every now and then i like to highlight i don't like that we have to do this but there's some pretty outrageous thefts going in the area and i got another one for you so this is uh the walgreens on silver spring drive uh, pilgrim road and silver spring drive so that's your neck of the woods. i know that's that one. Yeah, Falls. I know so you know that walgreens, walgreens. Yeah. 
Uh, this dude in the middle of the afternoon on Valentine's Day, male suspect, they said pictures, did Menominee Falls PD, uh, left without paying for a whole bunch of stuff. Brandon, I, Eric knows already. He left with a substantial amount of merchandise. How much did this guy steal from Walgreens? Walgreens? Walgreens. Give a, a give us a price. Now estimate. it is Valentine's Day, so you know, yeah, you could find something. Want to pick something up for a sweetheart? I'll go. I'll go fifteen hundred dollars, <laughs> which sounds like a lot. No more. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll double it. Three thousand. Still slightly more. Three thousand forty-five dollars worth of stuff this guy made Holy off with. How? How do you do that? <laughs> I don't that? think there's that much stuff in Walgreens right? that costs that much. I mean, unless you can get behind the counter, and then you're talking <laughs> drugs and stuff, but. Doesn't appear that that was the case, right? Cigarettes, they have some electronics. Oh stuff, yeah, but, you could buy a bunch yeah. of you could, you could rip a bunch of smokes. Yeah. I bet batteries. Tab, those batteries are pricey. Batteries are expensive. I go through like a twenty pack a week. I'm not trying home. to help you rob the Walgreens. I'm just <laughs> saying. Great like, idea. I, I saw that. And I'm like, man, three thousand dollars worth of stuff at Walgreens. Well, they, got, they have good video of them though. They do have yeah. pictures of the guy. Somebody knows that dude, and it's pretty clear. But. Uh, must have been a good Valentine's Day for somebody. His sweetheart was well taken care of there. 7.45 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Freeze. Idea man. How are we feeling today? I'm very uh, nostalgic. Innovator. I'm ready. I'm ready for it to be over. I'm kind of with Brandon on that, Tausch, and probably okay. I should be more nostalgic. And Packers Hall of Famer. It's time for Tausch. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by fellow Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. 753 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Mark Tauscher with us. You know, we did, we skipped trivia yesterday, Tausch, because we had all the Aaron Rodgers news. I'm making an executive's decision to skip trivia again today. Too much going on I want to talk to you about. That's fair. I, we can only... Your executive decisions are fantastic, Vinny. Let's, let's roll. <laughs> well, you'll like this one. So, I mean, we talked a lot about the NCAA tournament, and I do want to ask you about Marquette. But high school boys basketball tournament is going on right now at the Cole Center in Madison. You played hoops, right, Auburndale? I did, yeah. Did, did you yep. guys make it to state ever? Oh, Vince, I can send you all of the newspaper clips and documents from that area. Yeah, our uh, our basketball team at Auburndale – was fantastic. We made it to state pretty much every year, maybe Sands won from 1991 until about 2002. See, that's what I thought. I thought you were one of those schools that I remember hearing about. You know, there are a few of them that are like, oh, these guys are there every year. You ever drop 50? No, I never dropped 50. I did have uh, my first year I played like Garbanzo, and we got beaten overtime as a junior. (laughs) And then my senior year, we ended up losing in the state championship game to Oostburg. Uh, I know we have a lot of fans in Oostburg. But it's – this is – you know, my high school basketball trip is what ended up allowing me to come to the University of Wisconsin because – uh, until my senior year, I had not heard hide nor hair from anyone at the University of Wisconsin. Uh, we make it down. Auburndale makes it down. We play Dodgeville. And I have a good game. And after that, the one of the recruiting coordinators was down watching. And that next week is when I got my offer to become a walk-on down at Wisconsin. It was all because they saw me play basketball at the Fieldhouse. Oh. Fun fact for you guys. Field, I love that. And those games at the Fieldhouse, I mean, I know it's nice to be in the Kohl Center and it's bigger. You know, you can obviously oh, put more people in there. Like but, man, 
uh, you know, my team, Tosa East, we made it uh, when I was a freshman, and we made it. Uh, we made it when I was a junior. I didn't play hoops, but like just as a fan, being in the field house, uh, what an amazing environment for those young kids. Yeah, I, I'll I'll never forget. And then we, you know, we won uh, a really tough game against Dodgeville, and then that was. I think one of the first years, Stan, uh, Stu Jackson was the coach, and we were in the Badgers locker room, and they had all of the notes up for who they were playing, and we were so exhausted. We were laying on the floor in that locker room, and the just the fact that that's a smaller, more intimate environment than the Kohl Center, and you hear everything. It, it's so nostalgic, and uh, volleyball does a great job with it now, but, yeah, that is um, – those are memories that you never forget, and the Fieldhouse is a huge part of uh, my love of sports. Well, how about this for a memory? This kid from Canosa St. Joe's, uh, junior Eric Canessi, WIAA Division Four individual scoring record with 51 points <laughs> on the night. <laughs> 51 points in a D4 matchup. That'll do it. And they won. Yeah, he did, and a- the kid said all the right stuff. He's like, yeah, well, that wouldn't have been great if we didn't win. My team. Yep. yep. That That's... Uh, that's fantastic. You know what I would love to see at the end of all this? The next weekend. So after everybody gets crowned, the four or five divisions that you have, let's play this thing out. Let's out. let the Division Four take on the Division One. Is it possible that they win? Guaranteed. Is it likely? Probably not. But don't you think that would be something fun? Play that over at the Fieldhouse and let that go? I'm all in if we do that. Absolutely agree. I mean, it reminds you of the the NCAA tournament when you see the the Cinderella's. How far do you got Marquette going? Uh, I have Marquette going to the grade eight, or elite eight, I guess you call it. Uh, But I'm I'm very nervous because if you noticed, when they played their first Big East game at Madison Square Garden in the tournament, you know, even Shaka was saying how nervy, nervy they looked. They obviously settled down, won the Big East, but that first tournament game, how do you handle all that pressure? We saw a 15 seed beat a two. We saw Virginia lose to Furman. So I think this is one of those teams that if you can find a way to win that first one, you can get on a little bit of a roll. Any of the uh, buzzer beaters catch your eye or the big upsets? So who is the? Yeah, that Virginia game. Yeah, right? I, I have to admit, I had for I had Virginia going to the Elite Eight or Final Four, and I love Tony Bennett, obviously with the Wisconsin roots. And I don't know what the hell they were doing at the end of that game. I, I I've seen you know bad things happen at the end, but the way he gets trapped in a corner and it looks like he just said, "Hot potato, I'm getting rid of this dang thing." <laughs> Not gonna be my and fault. Fires it up in the air. It's one thing if there's two seconds left. There's like eight. they end up and how poised Furman was to settle in and throw that and drain the three, and then Virginia has to be thinking, what the heck just happened right right here? That was a bummer for me. You know what, Tosh, what it reminds me or reminded me of when that happened was just that, like, these are kids, and a lot of them aren't very good. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but they're not going to be pros, and some of them are 19. Right, most of those guys from Furman ain't going to the – or to the association, or Virginia, right? right? And it's just another reminder yeah. that, like, man, we're all like gambling on it, or we're all super fired up. <laughs> no one is gambling. I mean, we're it, all right? having entertainment purposes. Yeah, for nobody's it, but... <laughs> gambling, Eric. Uh, but there children. is. It reminds me that pressure does crazy things to people, yeah. and the it, this is why the NCAA tournament is so popular. Is because things like that happen because these aren't seasoned veteran NBA players or pros. They are prone to making mistakes, and I think people, while they if they they're on the wrong end of it, can get very irritated by it. It does add to the excitement level, and that's what we saw yesterday. 
green beer in your future today at all, Tausch, on this St. Patrick's Day? Uh I I always love a couple of good cold green beers on St. Patty's sure. Day. Uh it, it's funny I was just talking earlier the fact that this Rogers news has consumed everything. I actually needed a reminder yesterday afternoon that the NCAA tournament was going on. I'm glad someone gave me that <laughs> right. reminder. Definitely do for blowing off some steam this weekend. All right, my friend, we'll catch up on Monday. Sounds good. Mark Tausch, our guest, every morning at 10 minutes before 8 o'clock. Time for the business headlines this morning. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Margaret Nacek.